go straight to the word of God this afternoon. Hallelujah. Amen. As the Bible says that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We're going to get the word of God. Amen. Amen. We're going to get the word of God this afternoon from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 23 from verse number 14. The Bible reads as follows. David stayed in the wilderness stronghold and in the hill of desert. I don't know, there's somebody where you are, there is noise a bit and also just a one or two loudspeakers. That's why we have got that echo and that noise on our connection. Other than the loudspeaker and where you are, there is noise. It should not make noise at all. David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hill of the desert of Ziph day after Saul searched for him. But God did not give David into his hands. While David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul, son of Saul, son, jo, son Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in the Lord. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You shall be king over Israel. I will be second to you. Even my father's soul know this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horeth. Verse number 20. Now your majesty calm down. Come down wherever it pleases you to do so. You will be responsible. We will be responsible of giving him into your hands. Saul replied, "The Lord bless you for your concern for me." Verse number twenty-three. Find out about all the hiding places he uses and come back to me and define information. Define with defined information, then I will go with you. If he is in the area, I will track him down among all the clan of Judah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Verse number 14 the Bible said that David stayed in the wilderness stronghold. In the hill of the desert of Ziph, day after Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. I want to tell you this afternoon that as a child of the living God, you must have a stronghold. Hallelujah. Amen. 
As a child of God, you must have what? You must have a stronghold. You know, as a child of the living God, what is the stronghold are we talking about? It's a place where you go and you find strength. It's a place where you go and you hide. A place when you go there at the stronghold, you find strength. This kind of a stronghold is not, must not be a natural stronghold. But it must be a supernatural stronghold. A stronghold when the days are tough, when the enemies are looking for you, you must go there and you hide. Hide where? In the presence of God. The day that you, when you need a supernatural strength, you must be able to go to that place. And you find a supernatural strength where in the presence of the living God. A place where you are, when you go there to that place called a stronghold, you go there and you find a supernatural power. You go there when you are tired and you go like that. I will go and wait upon the Lord and he will renew my strength. When your enemies are looking for you, you must go to a stronghold and you get a supernatural strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? This must be the character of the child of the living God. That you have got a place, a presence of God where you go and you draw a supernatural strength. You go there and you find a supernatural strength. You don't go there, you're looking for natural strength. A supernatural strength. Then David was in this kind of a places. He was going called a place called a, a stronghold. A place, you are place of power. You are place of strength. Where you grip here, you know that if anybody takes chances here, I will destroy. If anybody attack me when, when I'm standing here, I will overcome. Are you getting what I'm saying? A stronghold of a Christian is a presence of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? A stronghold of a child of God is where it's in the presence of God. It's where you go to the place where the Bible says that where two or three come together in my name, there I am in their midst. There I am in their midst. You go to this place to be to find God, to be in the presence of greater than the greatest. To be in the presence of the mightier than the mightiest. That when you go there, you go like, I know when I'm with the Lord, it doesn't matter what the problem. It doesn't matter who is after me. But I know if they can follow me here, I will overcome. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. When you are at the place which is called a watch, a stronghold. That's why we even say other day that you must long to be in the presence of God. You must be hungry to be in the presence of God. Because the presence of God, the glory of the Lord is your stronghold. It's your place of power. 
It's a place of refuge. It's a place where you must live all the time. Are you getting what I'm saying? And this kind of a stronghold, we are saying that is a place of what? Of the presence of the living God. So the Bible said that when David was being searched for by Saul, when Saul, the enemy of David by this time, was going up and down to capture David, David was in the stronghold. That's why Saul could not find him. If you want to be at the place where demons must look at you, where witches must look at you, where problems must look at you and never find you and never be able to capture you, never able to touch you, is in the presence of God. It's in the glory of the Lord because the Lord becomes your strong strength. The Lord becomes your power. The Lord becomes the source of your victory. The Lord becomes the source of your success. Then one place that you must defend is the source of your strength. Are you going to say Amen. Is the source of your strength. One place where you must defend, you must protect, is your source of your supernatural power. The source of your supernatural grace is your prayer life. It's your relationship with the Lord. Your relationship with the Lord, your prayer life is like your stronghold. It's your stronghold. It's the one that holds everything in your life together. It holds your job together. It holds your family together. It holds your finances together. Then one thing a Christian must protect. One place where a Christian must live and must be stronghold is his deep fellowship, deep relationship with God. And the Lord will make sure that you are what? You are more than the conqueror. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Lord will make sure that you are unstoppable. The Lord will make sure that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. The Lord will make sure that no sickness can, can touch you. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you are where? When you are at the stronghold. When you are living where? In your stronghold. Then listen to me. And this stronghold we are talking about, it must not be a place where you visit. Because if your stronghold be, becomes a place, a place where you visit, it might mean that, okay, on the all other time you are vulnerable. But you are only strong when you are on your stronghold. But at all cost and all time, you must be found where? In the presence of the living God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. You must be found on your stronghold. The Bible said that, yes, on this time, David was um, in the place of a, this place was a desert place. It was, it was, a, was a what? Was a, was a forest, a desert of Ziph. Oh, there was also a, dev, a, a desert of Ziph. He learned that Saul had come to her for his life. The Bible said that also the son of Saul, Jonathan, followed David. Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh. 
and help him to find his strength. You know, you need to have people like this. These are like your prayer partners. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Jonathan was like a prayer partner to who? To David. When David was in trouble, when David was looking for strength, when David was now in the desert of Zith, was in the, in, the, in the desert of Zith, the Bible said that Jonathan came there silently. You know, this man, he was not coming there, coming to David uh, in public because if he could have gone there, um, David was going to be arrested. But no. David had a strong bond between Jonathan and who and David. And he went there in secret so that nobody must know where his prayer partner is. Are you getting what I'm saying? And he went there and he helped him to find strength where? In God. You need to have this kind of people who help you to find strength, not on the material things. Not on the things of God, but find strength where? In God. And find strength there? Where? In the Lord. That's what we are to each other, those who are here today. Hallelujah. We are helping each other to pray. We are helping each other to seek the Lord. Then also, Jonathan was a uh, was like a prayer partner. Somebody who helped David to seek the Lord. Somebody who helped David to pray. Let me tell you this. What is the advantage of having a prayer partner? Because sometimes when you are attacked, sometimes when you are tired, your prayer partner is not attacked. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your prayer partner is not tired. Your prayer partner is not, then he becomes your, your source of strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? He becomes the person who do what? Who believes with you. He becomes a person who believes with you for God to take you out of that problem. To take you out of that challenge. Because sometimes you, you know what you're going through. Sometimes you know the challenge which is ahead of you. Then because of that, because you know the system and the how you, how, how, what, what kind of an effort you have to put in order to come out. Sometimes it challenges your faith. But the faith of your prayer partner is not challenged. It is easy for that person to believe with you. It is easy for that person to agree with you, to pull you out. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's the same thing when one car it is stuck in the mud. Another one which is out of the mud comes and pulls out that other one. It's the same thing like a bulldozer. The bulldozer or that, that emergency car that comes and, uh, and, and hook other cars out when they are in accident. That is a, what we call a prayer partner. When you have got that kind of a prayer partner, your prayer partner when you are hurt is not hurt. When you are in pain, it's not in pain. And it's able to believe with you to get what? To be out of that pain. To be out of that trouble. To be out of that problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
But people who believe by themselves and who pray by themselves, by themselves, when they are stuck, they are stuck. That becomes a problem. But a people who like us who are praying here, who are praying together like this, like a group, as prayer partners, advantage is that if somebody is going through a challenge, not all of us are going through that challenge. We are able to pull that person out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Sometimes during prayer, during the, during the beginning of prayer, maybe you don't even feel like praying. But when you find other people praying, when other people are in the spirit, when other people are praying in tongues, they are able to pick you up. And you find yourself, oh, you don't even know how. Now you are in tongues. You don't even know how you are in spirit. It's because you have joined others who are in the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? What I'm talking about is the same thing that happened when, when Saul went to, to Samuel. Samuel said that you will find the proconsul of the prophets. These prophets will be coming down from the mountain. As they will be coming down from the mountain, as you join them, they will begin, they will be prophesying. Also, you, you will begin to do what? To prophesy at that moment, the Spirit of God will come upon you and you will begin to speak, being in spite of the Holy Ghost. That means when you are joining other people who are in the Spirit, other people who are walking in the Spirit, other people who are doing the things, the things of God, those people also, the Spirit that is using them is able to come in you and help you to walk in their level which they are working with God. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is the advantage of fellowshipping with others. This is the advantage of having prayer partners. People who believe with you. People who praise with you. Let me tell you this. Disadvantage of praying alone you, is just that your opposition becomes your attack, targets you. And when it attacks you, it just sometimes it attacks you like that. But as you are praying more and you are many of you like that. You have joined together forces. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are strengthening each other. The enemy now is confused. Because when somebody's going like Shaka, somebody's saying Raka, somebody's saying La Korea, somebody's worshipping, somebody's saying this. He doesn't know where can I stop this person now? How can I distract the prayers now? Because now it is not one person praying. It's all of them believing on one thing. It's all of them praying. Then the, your prayers, when you are praying, many of you. Your prayer becomes dangerous. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your prayers becomes more powerful. No wonder Jesus said that where two or three come together in my name, there I am. And Jesus said that whatever the two of you agree about and you pray about it, my father will do it in heaven. He did not talk about when you're praying alone. He touched and covered the issue where two and more people who are praying together. Then also Jonathan was a prayer partner. 
of David that he said that oh my friend is going through some stuff my friend is going through some challenge let me go and intercede with him let me go and agree with him let me go and be a bulldozer let me go and pull him out of this mess and Jonathan pulled David out of the mess are you getting what I'm saying I can see you being a powerful and effective prayer partner in the name of Jesus. I can see us doing great things as we are partners in Christ in Jesus' name. Well, you know, we are each other's bulldozers. We are each other's. What do you call, what Lazarus? What do you call that car that goes around uh, hooking other cars when they are stuck? It's called what? That car. Yes, that is, is a like bucky that hook other cars. What do you call that? What is the one name for that car? <laughs> okay. It's a breakdown vehicle, yes. Then we are each other's like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then it is I is important to be to have prayer partners. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let us read verse number 17. The Bible said that, don't be afraid, he said. My father's soul will not lay hand on you. You shall be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father's soul know this. Listen to this one. I have talked about how God has caused Jonathan to favor David. Actually, listen to me. Because his father Saul was a king, the one who was supposed to be king over Israel after Saul was Jonathan. But Jonathan loved David as himself. Jonathan cared about David as himself. In order to be an effective intercessor, in, in order to, have, uh, to be an effective prayer partner, you must have a spirit of love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You must not have a spirit of jealousy. You must not have a spirit of competition. You must have a spirit of what? Of love. That says that, that wish others well. When somebody is looking for a job, you, you, you are praying for that person to get a job as you are praying for yourself. When that person buy a new house, you are celebrating for them to buy a, a new house, a new car, as if it's your own. That's what I feel most of the time when I hear those testimonies. I feel like their testimony is our testimony. Their testimony is my testimony. And if, listen to me very carefully. When we are praying together like this, even when you see a testimony, know that it is our testimony. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. We pray together. When you see a result, it's our what? It's our results. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you hear a, a testimony coming, take it, it's our, it's our testimony. No wonder 
Hey, we are, we have become prayer partners. Results of our prayers is also as a demonstration of power. Like when you hear that, like the man who just sent a photo now that, hey, that man who have been going to the clinic, he wanted to test HIV again. It's coming back negative again. What does it mean? It is our testimony. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is confirming our word. Hallelujah. God is confirming our what? Our prayers. To encourage us to seek Him more. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Then Jonathan was like that. Jonathan even now care about David. Even though he was supposed to be king after David. He, 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 he wished David well. Said, David, no. You have, my father is not going to touch you. Even though his father have said it before. The reason why he's chasing away David, he's chasing him for Jonathan. But Jonathan loved David more and he cared about David more. May God bring to our life people who will, who will stand with us in the gap in the name of Jesus. May God be bring people to our life who will believe with us in the name of Jesus. Amen. In that place where they were planning bad things about you, I can see a Jonathan coming up, talking for us, making things to turn around for our good in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What a word. I want to say, as we are wrapping up this afternoon, say, my day is blessed. My family is blessed. My country is blessed. The whole world is blessed. My everything is blessed. Say today is successful. In the name of Jesus. Say, devil, take off your hand. 